Good morning, everybody. I trust that uh, you're keeping safe and well from this dreadful virus that seems to be afflicting us all and doesn't appear to be getting much better at the moment. We've been looking, as you know, at the life of Jacob, but I want us to put that on one side for a little while. I didn't uh, send anything out yesterday because I really was having an exercise before God as to whether I should change uh, my my messages, and I'm convinced that I should. So this morning I want us to think about Isaiah chapter 40. Because I, I'm sure that there are many, if not all of us, that need the comfort of God for our souls today. I certainly do. And I may be speaking to some that particularly have deep sadnesses and burdens in their lives. And that chapter begins with, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to them. And that word comfortably means speak to their heart. And what I want more than anything else in all the messages really is not just something for our heads to increase our knowledge, but something for our hearts to affect our lives and to affect, in particular, our relationship with our God and with his Son, the Lord Jesus. This chapter, and I hope you take time to read it, speaks very much of the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the dominion of our God. There doesn't appear in the world today very much submission and and willingness to acknowledge that there even is a God. In fact, our children, regrettably, are being taught that there is no such person. Well, those of us that know him, we know there is, <clears throat> and we have a personal relationship with him. And if there's anyone listening this morning that doesn't, I trust that as a result of these messages you will come to know him and to bow humbly to him and receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Saviour. It says in this chapter, the nations are just like a drop in a bucket and are accounted as the small dust of the balance in the eyes of God. He takes up the isles as a very little thing. All the nations before him are as nothing. They're counted to him less than nothing and vanity. To whom, then, will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? You see, he is the one that the chapter goes on to say that sits upon the circle of the earth. The inhabitants thereof are as, are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell him. Such is the power and glory and majesty and greatness of our God. Have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. The greatness of God, <clears throat> it is very much the subject of our chapter. And in fact, there's a verse that says, Behold, your God, and I believe that that refers to the Lord Jesus, uh, particularly as he moved here amongst men. They had the privilege and opportunity of having God 
in their midst, but they failed to recognise who he was. But in contrast to the greatness of God, it goes on to talk about our frailty. All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And that's what we want to think about, God's precious word. But the amazing thing to me is this, that how infinitely and eternally great and glorious our God is, and yet he has bent the heavens and come down in the person of his Son, our Lord Jesus. And he wants you to know him, and he wants me to know him. And he starts this beautiful chapter with those words, because he's concerned about your soul this morning, your heart. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak to their heart. What a tender God he is. Another verse, verse 11 says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Our God is so compassionate, so loving, so caring, so concerned about you this morning and about me. goes on to say he gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. They that wait upon the Lord, the last verse says, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. I like to think of that as when we bow our hearts, bow our knees and come into the presence of our God, those of us who know him. He lifts us out of this realm. The eagle that soars so high, it's a picture of the Infinitely wonderful privilege of being able to come into God's immediate presence, into the very throne room of heaven, where perhaps your loved one is this morning. There are those who have lost loved ones recently. Into the very place where they are. Never forget this, that they're already home in the presence of their Lord, in the house of the Lord forever. And one day, very soon, the Lord Jesus is coming to take all those that love him to be forever with him. And we'll think perhaps in coming days about the togetherness of that incredible and wonderful and longed-for day soon coming. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, so you're taken from the plain of this earth, when you pray, however heavy your burdens may be, and you're carried in spirit into the very presence of God, and there there is strength and support and help and comfort and encouragement and peace for your troubled soul this morning. And it goes on to say, they shall run and not be weary, run in his service, and they shall walk, humbly before him, and not faint. May God's word touch your heart. May it penetrate deep into your heart this morning. 
with comfort and encouragement. At perhaps the time of your darkest moment, this pandemic has brought so much sorrow, so much loneliness, so much evidence of our weakness. But there is strength in our God. May his word encourage you this morning. God bless you.